Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,206. I just try to get people to pare down, simplify, really think about what you want to achieve and how you can do that in the most straightforward way possible. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Austin, Texas, Laura Adams. Hey, Laura, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am ready to go. Let's do this. All right. Laura Adams is a safety and education analyst at driversed.com, the number one online driving school. She's also a personal finance expert, consumer advocate, and award-winning author of multiple books, including Money Girls, Smart Moves to Grow Rich. Her website, lauraadams.com, is filled with a treasure trove of financial help, tools, and guidance for a stress-free life when it comes to your financial situations. Laura has hosted the popular Money Girl podcast since 2008 with over 50 million downloads, wow, by legions of her loyal fans. No doubt you've seen her work on NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, Bloomberg, to name just a few television networks, and in print, including Money, The New York Times, Marketplace, Forbes, Consumer Reports, and many other great publications. Laura's mission is to empower consumers to live richer lives and to educate through speaking, teaching, and advocacy work. It's a great thing for the start of the new year here as people uh, reset their time clocks and their goals. So uh, hopefully we can inspire and help some folks today, Laura. I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your business, about Driver's Ed, and your passion for helping people with finances? Yeah, thanks so much for having me on the show. It's really fun to be with you. I started in personal finance right after I got my MBA. I was in school with a lot of very smart people who had gotten to high levels in their corporate careers and and, uh, business, but they were doing very poorly with their personal finances. And so I realized that there's this disconnect. You can be very smart, very educated, and, and still have a lot of trouble with personal finances. And so that's what really inspired me and got me motivated to work on the personal side of things rather than the corporate side of finance. And I ended up just kind of diving in and, and really doing a lot of research and reading and and ended up starting a blog that turned into a podcast, which ended up turning into a book and more books and, and doing <laughs> more, more media. It's funny how things kind of steamroll. But yeah, yeah the PR side of it really took a hold on my life and and interested me so much that I started helping other companies do PR and get good messages out to, you know, as many people as possible. Is that how you got involved with Driver's Ed? It is. So I've worked with some really fantastic companies and brands, uh, particularly in the insurance space, uh, the finance space, and now in the safety space. And safety kind of goes hand in hand with auto insurance, of course. So it, it was a just kind of a natural leap to talk about insurance, but yet also to talk about the safety side of driving. So I have worked with them to really, you know, just create content and help raise awareness. They do some fantastic 
fantastic studies about what's going on with drivers, the types of behaviors and, and patterns that we're seeing these days, and trying to really help them get those numbers and that information out to people so that we can take that and, and hopefully help change people's uh, mindset a little bit and, and their actual driving behaviors and be safer on the road. Absolutely. Uh, well, they're all great things. And this show, for my regular listeners, I'm going to mix it up a little bit today because of Laura's uh, knowledge with finance. I know being the new year, it's time for maybe some resolutions and rethink the way you handle your finances and money. So we're going to incorporate some of that into the car world here. And as we continue on your journey, Laura, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So, Laura, take the wheel. Yeah, you know, I would say looking at business and life, one of the mantras that I've always used is keep it simple. I mean, that is literally a mantra that I, I have used many, many years. And I find that we tend to overcomplicate finances. We tend to overcomplicate our lives. And that really can get in the way of success. So that's kind of my whole teaching modus. I just try to get people to pare down, simplify, really think about what you want to achieve and how you can do that in the most straightforward way possible. You don't need to be an, an investor whiz or a math whiz to do well with finances, you just really need to focus on a few things and, and just kind of pare it down and stay focused on that. If you can do that, you're going to go a long way financially. And of course, insurance is one of those products that I, I recommend people shop and compare every year. You can typically save a little money if you do that. So I'm always encouraging people to be proactive consumers, shop around, get better deals, and then just simplify. Yeah, KISS, K-I-S-S. I remember being taught that years ago, keep it simple. Now, they said stupid. I don't really like to call people stupid. So I always say KISS stands for keep it simple, silly, uh, meaning, yeah, don't be silly. Don't complicate things. Keep it simple. I like that quite a bit. And you mentioned insurance. So many people think, oh, I've got to be loyal to my insurance company because they'll take care of me. And I'm not so sure that's the reality of it. Would you say the same thing? Because yeah, I mean, you could go out and shop and insurance has changed so much in the last even 10 years with online things. You don't even have agents anymore. You just have companies that you deal with. So is there really any truth to that loyalty issue? It's funny because it really depends. For some people, I'm one of them. I've been with a, an insurance company for decades, and I do compare shop uh, quite frequently. And I have found that they are taking care of me. And I think for me, it's because I do have multiple policies with the same company. So, you know, we're talking home, um, umbrella, personal liability, auto, lots of stuff with one company. So I have seen that they are rewarding me with a loyalty discount. Now, if you are relatively young, let's say you don't have a relationship with an insurer, or you've got you know, just let's say just auto insurance or maybe renters and auto and you've got them with separate companies, you definitely need to shop around. We find that when you shop on average, you're going to save at least a couple hundred dollars. And in a lot of cases, that's because they're incentivizing you to change. They will give you, you know, a 10%, 20% discount 
to switch. And so that may not last forever. You may be getting that discount just for the first six months, maybe even the first year. And then you, you know, you're going to probably see your rate go up. So I always say you don't know what you're missing unless you're shopping, right? If you just trust that you're getting the lowest rate, well, you're probably not getting the lowest rate. And believe me, the insurance companies are not going to call you and say, hey, we've got a discount for you. That you, really? that, that you didn't know about. You know, they, yeah. they don't do that. As consumers, you have to be proactive to ask for those discounts and shop around. You know, it's the same with a cable company. Every time I see better rates, I'll call and say, hey, uh, look what I can get over here. And all of a sudden they go, well, you qualify for it. And I'm thinking, why didn't you call me earlier about that? So we all know why. But I'm like you. I'm with the USAA insurance. And luckily, I got involved with them because of my father-in-law, who's in the military. And then my wife, and uh, we have all of our policies under them, but still shop around. No one seems to be able to beat them, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a smart thing to do. So shop around all the time. Well, share a story with us perhaps that instigated your passion for helping people when it comes to their finances and, and purchasing habits when it comes to automobiles. I usually ask people the question in a different way about their passion for cars, but since you kind of fall into a different category... Obviously, you're passionate about helping people, and cars are the second most expensive thing most people buy. So why is it that you love helping people so much when it comes to these kinds of things? I think it comes down to the fact that I, myself, tend to be a bit of a worrier. I can be a little anxious. And I know that there are some simple things that people can do that really alleviate anxiety, particularly about money. And if you have a plan, and that plan can be very simple, research has shown that that alone reduces stress and anxiety. So it can simply be just signing up for a retirement plan at work or opening an IRA and setting up automatic contributions. If you do a little bit of math on that and you say, okay, well, if I put this much in per month and I can leave it invested at, at an average rate of return, wow, I'm going to have a million or two million or more by the time I'm ready to retire. Just having that set into motion can be extremely helpful for people's peace of mind and helping them know that, you know, yes, I may need to do some sacrifices early on, but that's going to pay off over time. So I have found a lot of people worried, they're anxious about money. And if I can give them simple pointers and tips to put some automation in into motion, all of a sudden it's like they just sort of, you know, exhale and say, ah, oh, okay, now I feel better about my future and I know I'm going to be okay as long as I keep up this kind of slow but steady investing to build wealth over time. Absolutely. You know, one thing I've learned after talking with over 1,200 people here on Cars, yeah, is we are the most happy when we are helping other people. Whether we know it or not, consciously, subconsciously, that's what really makes us happy as human beings. And so you've figured out the secret sauce to life to combine it into your career. So I think that's fantastic. Well, as I mentioned before, Laura, cars are the most second largest financial purchase most people will make in their lives. What are some of the biggest challenges facing consumers these days when it comes to buying cars? Because the car industry is rapidly changing. The demographics are changing with people buying cars. So let's first start with uh, how we connected was through driversed.com. I know they did a couple safety reports, and maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Some of them I kind of looked at and I said, well, duh, yeah. 
It has to do with holiday drinking and impaired driving and distracted driving. But I think there's a little bit more involved there. And then after that, maybe you could talk a little bit about leasing versus financing versus buying outright, because I do have some questions about that as well. But let's start with the driver's ed reports that came out back in December. Yeah, the 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 really interesting part of this study is that people are feeling anxious about being on the road during the holiday. 67% of the driversed.com respondents said they do feel less safe on the road around the holidays. So I think instinctively, we all know that there's a lot going on. Not only are we celebrating more, perhaps, you know, more drinking and driving, which we know that's happening, but there's also inclement weather, depending on where you live. We've already had some pretty crazy weather already this year. So if you're driving to see friends and family, maybe out of state or in an area that you're not used to driving, that can be very, very dangerous. You're just simply not prepared if you haven't driven in snow or sleet or ice before. But also, we're distracted more than ever on the road. We we don't seem to be able to put our phones down. We're texting. We're talking on the phone. Even with a hands-free device, we are still very, very distracted while we're driving. So layering all of these issues on top of one another, it makes December a very, very dangerous time to be on the road. You know, unfortunately, 800 people a day are injured in driving accidents, and about 30 people a day are killed in drunk driving accidents. This number goes up dramatically. So the week around Christmas and New Year's, it goes up to over 50 people a day who are killed in drunk driving accidents. So, you know, there's just no end of, of you know, reasons that we, we should be concerned uh, about being on the road and, and need to be as safe as possible. So as, as horrible as these numbers and statistics are, we bring them to light to make people realize that it's a problem. You know, if you think everybody has gotten the message message that you should not be drinking and driving, you're wrong. There's still a lot of people out there who are doing it. Even if you're the greatest driver on the planet, you need to be aware that many people around you are not so great and are not making the best decisions. So, you know, the survey is really meant to help people think a little bit more about how they're going to handle getting home from a holiday party, how you're going to handle getting home from New Year's Eve. Unfortunately, we did find that many people say, even though they're going to be drinking at a holiday party, uh, that they are going to still be driving home, uh, you know, and, and that's, to, I, I don't want you to be one of those people. If you're planning on doing that, hey, make, make another plan. There's so many options with Uber, Lyft, friends, even just spending the night if you're with a friend or family, uh, you know, at their home and, and can use their couch or guest room to, to just stay over and, and don't risk it. Yeah, you know, I'll share with you something that was interesting to me. Um, last month, I was off in down in California shooting uh, actually my new TV show, Cars Yeah TV, which was pretty fun. And I had a very early morning flight at a 5.30 a.m. flight to get back home. So I was up at three o'clock and I thought, uh, you know, I need to get a Uber or a Lyft to the airport. I wonder if anybody's awake this time of day. And I went on to Uber and within five minutes, this guy pulled up in front of my hotel and I got in. I said, man, you're, you're running this early in the morning? He goes, oh, yeah, this is my second job. I, I work all night driving drunk drivers, or drunk drivers, driving drunks home who've been at partying and at bars so they don't have to drive home. And it really was 
nice for me to hear that thinking, oh, well, great. You know, I said, it must feel good to be keeping these people off the road. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, until they throw up in your back seat. But uh, that's a sidebar. But he said, it's, uh, I just feel like I'm doing a service, plus I'm getting paid for it. Uh, and he said, I've noticed it's increased rapidly over the last year with people's ability because taxis are just, they're not as easy to use. And so uh, he said, all night long, I just have ride after ride after ride, especially on the weekends. So I'm really happy to hear that him say that. You think of all the people he's probably saved from injury or death doing that. I think that's fantastic. Well, how about this? I've always had this debate with people, whether it's better when you purchase a car to finance it, to lease it, or buy it outright. And I know there's different reasons and, and whys, but maybe you can jump into this in a, a micro factor of what your opinions are for people when they're going out to make this very expensive purchase. Yeah, I have actually done both. Uh, for the majority of my life, I was buying used luxury cars. And I recently leased a car uh, for the first time. The, the lease is actually up now, but I, I leased a car. I got an incredible deal on a Fiat 500e, the electric, all electric oh, wow. Fiat. Fun. Really, really fun car to drive. And I bought it in California when they were doing a lot of incentives to to get these cars on the road. Um, and with the tax rebate that I got, it basically paid for the the down payment on the lease. And then the payment was like $100 a month. I mean, it was just unbelievably inexpensive. So it was just yeah. too, too good to pass up. And I had never driven an electric car. And so my husband was the one that actually said, hey, I think this would be a really cool car for you. I was commuting a very short distance to work. So I really didn't, you know, didn't need to go a long distance in the vehicle. And there was a charger at work and a charger at my, uh, at our place where we lived. So it was very easy to, to have that car. And I would say that if you're debating between the lease or the ownership option, you want to think about a couple of things. It, it really comes down to not only a financial decision, but I think largely a lifestyle decision. With cars, we never really get ahead financially. They're really never good investments, but we have to have them. You know, they're a part of our life. They're a part of earning money and getting to work. And so we, we need them. But you want to think about how you're going to use the vehicle in your life. Are you going to keep that vehicle forever? Can you pay it off and still drive it a few more years and, you know, kind of really squeeze every bit uh, out of it financially? Or are you somebody that wants a new car? You want the latest and greatest every year and you really don't want the hassle of maintenance? Then in that case, maybe a lease is for you. So what I would recommend doing is doing a side-by-side -side comparison. If you're looking at a, at a, a new car, talk to the dealership or do a little research online and, and kind of do a comparison on what the bottom line cost for you would be. If you can keep that car, pay it off and drive it a little bit longer, it's going to be worth it for you to buy it. But if, if that's just not in your plan, then leasing really may be a wise option. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, everybody's conditions are different. Of course, uh, I've always had friends who said, well, if you can afford a car, just buy it. Don't pay all those fees. Don't pay all those financing fees and so forth. But most people can't. Most people have to uh, have a car to get to work. And most people uh, want usually more than they can afford, especially when it comes to cars. All those listeners out there at Cars Yeah are way nodding their heads going, yeah, I always want something nicer. 
than I can afford. But uh, yeah, I used to buy a new car about every three years and just had this perpetual car payment. About 15 years ago, I went, you know what? I'm going to get off this treadmill. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to find a car I can afford and buy it and drive it for as long as I can. So I'm going to make sure I find something I really love. And there you go. My car will be 15 years old this uh, this year. I still love it. It's still a fantastic car. Haven't had a payment in 15 years, which uh, all that money can go into investments. You're proud of me now, right, Laura? Yeah. Towards my future, although most of it went to uh, put my kids through college. Uh, I think that was a good investment as well, but uh, we know how that can be. Well, let's have a little bit of fun. I know, you know, I don't know a lot about you as far as your your passion for cars, but is there a first car in your life that was really fun for you that had some meaning? Yeah, definitely. The first car I ever got was a Volkswagen Rabbit. And I loved it because it was, of course, a little stick shift car. My dad taught me how to drive in that car. It just, I just remember it being just a very simple car, but so much fun to drive. So that was awesome. But I have to say the Fiat, the Fiat, 500e being my first electric car that was also a you know kind of a revelation for me and in, in figuring out what that was all about and and yeah. uh, had a lot of fun with that car too did uh driving electric car create any now you said you're a little bit of a nervous nelly maybe just your personality type so did driving electric car give you any of that anxiety because that's something that is kind of big on people's minds when it comes to electric cars but my goodness we are heading that way you talked to People at Volkswagen saying by 2025, that's all we're going to sell. Porsche by 2025, they say over half their cars will be electric plug-in cars. So did it create any anxiety for you at all or, or because of the short commute, was that not even a concern? You know, it wasn't so much of a concern for me because I really didn't drive it very much. It's funny, the uh, lease gave me 10,000, I think 10,000 miles uh, a year to drive. Mm -hmm. When I turned it in, Mark, I had less than 5,000 miles on the car. (laughs) So they won that that deal, didn't they? (laughs) <laughs> they definitely did. They definitely yeah. did. So I didn't drive much, but I have to say there were a couple times where maybe I, you know, had not charged and had to go go somewhere a little further than expected and was low on charge. And it it does make you feel anxious. Now I was in California at that time, so there were probably more charging stations there than I would have found anywhere else in the country. But yes, it's really growing. And here in Austin, I see electric cars everywhere, and the charge. Charging stations are really kind of a common feature of all the buildings and apartments here now. Yeah, very cool. What was the biggest revelation driving an electric car when you first, the first week, what was the one thing that really stood out? How fast they go. I just had no idea. (laughs) So that was really fun. It was so peppy. And I was uh, like telling all my friends, you've got to drive this car. You've got to check this out. It's so peppy. And I, I really, really enjoyed that. Is there a car that you've let go? Maybe it's that Fiat that you wish you had back? Hmm, what do I wish I had back? You know, I had a Volvo at one point, a 240, I think it was, and it was such a tank um, that that car was fantastic. That's probably a car that I could have kept much longer than I did. I ended up inheriting a car, ended up inheriting a car when my grandmother passed away. So I took her car and ended up selling or trading in the Volvo, I think, on something else. But that's a that was a fantastic car that was just... You know, like I said, it was just a tank. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. Big tank safe cars for sure. Well, what has you excited and fired up in the new year, both with Driver's Ed and your involvement with that site, driversed.com, 
and your lauradadams.com website and all the financial help you have. What does 2019 look like for you? Yeah, well, driversed.com, they are in the driver education space. They also do a lot of other things in online education, uh, such as real estate licenses, et cetera. And so that means that the footprint of the driversed.com brand is going to be expanding incredibly. So that means in Texas, there's just a lot more opportunities for in-car lessons for consumers and really kind of just taking it to the next level. So we're really excited about that at driversed.com. And I'd say for me personally, I came out with a new book at the end of the end of November called Debt-Free Blueprint, and that has been uh, something that I've been working on all year. Debt is the probably the number one question and concern that I get from people who are working on their personal finances. I find that that does hold people back from doing the things that they know they need to be doing to get ahead, whether it's buying the right insurance or uh, making investments. So if folks can get over the debt hurdles and deal with things like student loans, which we know is a huge issue right now, if they can get past that, it just opens up so many opportunities for your life. So that's something that I'm personally really excited about and committed to. Awesome. Great. Well, Laura, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah. And I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique in personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah! podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah! TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah! is now on MAV-TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah! guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah! TV. MavTV is also available on DirecTV, FuboTV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. 
All right, Laura, we're back. And a question I have for you is a very introspective one. If Laura woke up tomorrow and you were manifested into a vehicle, what would you be and why? Yeah, that's such a good question. I mean, I might be that Fiat 500E. (laughs) I really think that it's just something that is fun. It's peppy. It's also modern. I could see myself as as a 500E. Very cool. And economical, too. So that fits with your personality and and how you inspire people and help people. So that's great. I think you're the first 500E here on Cars Yeah out of 1,200 plus guests. So that's cool, too. Very unique. What's the best automotive advice you can offer somebody when it comes to money and their life? Yeah, I would say really just... Don't be in a rush. I find that when we're rushing, that's when we get into accidents. That's when we make bad decisions. So if you can just slow down a little bit, whether it's in the the financial decisions that you're making or even just being on the road, planning ahead, get to your destination a little bit earlier so you don't have to rush, you don't get into an accident, and you don't have to see those auto insurance premiums go through the roof. Yeah, absolutely. My longtime sponsor, Chris Kimball, he's a financial planner here in the Pacific Northwest, and he helps my wife and I. He's smiling right now, I'm sure. He's a daily listener to shout out to uh, Chris. Uh, Yeah, take your time and study and learn and uh, bring on an expert like Chris or like Laura who can help you uh, think these things through. Because I see so many people that just go out and buy a car on a whim and then I go, why'd you do that? It's crazy. You know, oh, yeah, I guess that wasn't such a good idea. I got caught up in the moment. So how about a personal habit? Do you believe that you have one that has contributed to your many successes over the years? Yeah, I think that I have tried to get more sleep over the years. Going to bed maybe a little bit earlier um, has helped me stay very healthy. And I I think without your health, um, a lot of things in life really don't matter. So anything that you can do to be a little bit healthier uh, in 2019, getting more sleep, getting a little bit more exercise is wise. Absolutely. Now, how about a resource? There are awesome resources out there these days. I kind of think I know what yours might be here, but uh, what about a great resource to help our listeners with their finances? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say driversed.com. If you're looking for anything auto-related, you can definitely find a lot at quickanddirtytips.com. That's the podcasting network that I'm a part of. And there's so much great information there, no matter if you're looking for financial or diet, health advice, there's just all kinds of great stuff there. Awesome. Great. Now, if I could wave my magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, Living or deceased, who would that be? Well, this might be a strange answer, but I love the show Comedians in Cars with Coffee. What is it? That- yeah, getting Coffee. Yeah, getting yeah. Coffee. Seinfeld show, right? Seinfeld. I mean, he's not really in the industry, but my gosh, I would love to have a coffee with Jerry Seinfeld and drive around in a really cool car with him. You know, I would too. I would love to get him on this show, but he's got so many walls around him. I've not been able to figure out a way to breach any of those, but... uh He's a diehard Porsche fanatic. I am a diehard Porsche fanatic. I've had the pleasure of seeing many of his cars at Concours events and racing events and so forth. I mean, he's got a garage full of what would be my dream, but uh, I'd have to get a nationally syndicated TV show, I think, to get up into those stratospheric levels of cars. Maybe I could do that with the new Cars Chat TV show. We'll see, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. How about a book? Now, you mentioned your new book, so I'd love for you to talk about that and the book Money Girls, Smart Moves to Grow Rich. Um, those two books would be the, the books you would recommend for people when it comes to finance? 
I think so. There are so many great books, though. Really, if you just Google uh, Google some books or look on Amazon, you'll find all kinds of good stuff. But yes, Money Girl, Smart Moves to Grow Rich was my original book published through Macmillan. And it's a, a really good guide for people. It's something that covers a lot of different topics of finance. And I really kept it very streamlined and simple, kind of just what are the, you know, the major things that you need to know. And then, as I mentioned, Debt-Free Blueprint uh, came out recently. If, if debt is a particular topic. But, you know, there's so many great books. I also would recommend The One Thing. That's a productivity book uh, by my friend Jay Papazan, who uh, also lives in Austin. That book really changed my life in terms of focusing on what it is that you truly want to accomplish, whether that's financial or, or anything non-financial in your life. I think that's a, a great way to approach a new year. Awesome. Great. Well, I'll remind our listeners, I'll put all these Wonderful resources Laura shared today on her Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Laura Adams, and you'll find these and, of course, links to her website and everything she shared with us today. All right, Laura, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, you don't have to worry about finance, and you don't have to worry about the cost of a fun car because I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car today, not a daily driver but something you can park in the garage and have some fun with. But there's a couple rules to this game. One is being a financially savvy lady like you are, you cannot sell this car to buy a bunch of other toys with. So that little trick's off the table. You've got to keep it. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here on cars, yeah? And it's the only one cool collector car you can park in your garage. So choose wisely, my friend. Wow. So that's a tough question. I think it would be really fun to have a convertible Mercedes. And I'm not even that picky on the model, but like an older, some of the cool old uh, Mercedes, and you probably know all these models by heart, but one of those I think would be really fun just to have as a weekend car. Uh, Yeah, I think so. And you've opened up the door to a lot of possibilities here. Um, let's see, a convertible classic Mercedes. What on earth could I buy you today? Let's see. Well, you know, there's the the dream car, the uh, convertible portion of the Gullwing, the 300. I think you'd look pretty good in that. But you know what? I think maybe, um, let's see here. I've got a friend down in La Jolla, California, who has a beautiful, I think it's a 280, maybe a 250 SE. This was a car back in the 60s that were built by Mercedes. They were the the last of the hand-built Mercedes. I mean, they're just, you talk about tanks. These things are tanks, but they have the beauty and elegance like none other. So I think I'm going to go for you with a a nice 280 SE, maybe a 3.5 Cabriolet. I think you'd look pretty nice in that car. You'd have a lot of fun driving it around, maybe in a beautiful metallic blue color. Does that sound good? That's awesome. When can I expect it? Well, let's see. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll find it as soon as I can and deliver it to you. I've got to align my finances. It's the new year here. So I've got to figure out how I'm going to fit this in. You know, I bought over 2,000 cars for people in the last four years here at Cars. Yeah. And uh, maybe I need to re-examine this. I'm, I'm going broke pretty darn fast. And those cars have become very, very pricey, hundreds of thousands of dollars now. So they were a good investment about 10, 15 years ago because they've really shot up in value. So I think you'll like that as well. It'll be a nice long-term investment for you as well. Oh, very nice. Well, Laura, you've taken me on a great ride today. Really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your wisdom about finances with the Cars Yeah audience as the new year is here. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that beautiful 280 Mercedes? 
I would say just try something new in the new year. If you're curious about something related to personal finance, anything that you feel like you're uh, deficient in, try something new. Read a book about it. Listen to an audio book. Maybe, uh, you know, just ask an advisor. Try something a little bit different out of your comfort zone to improve your financial life. Absolutely. I would recommend you go to lauraadams.com and listen and learn more about how she can offer you great advice. Is that the best way for people to follow you? Absolutely. LauraDAdams.com. I'm also on Twitter at Laura Adams. And I wish everybody a happy holiday and a great new year, Mark. And good luck with the TV show. That's so exciting. I know. It's very fun. And of course, check out DriversEd.com. That's a great place to go to get all sorts of information. A nice shout out to Mia Fearberg. She's uh, with the Rosen Group. She's the one that introduced me to Laura. So happy new year to you, Mia. And again, you can find everything Laura has shared on her Cars Yeah show notes page. Check it out. Check out Laura. I think you're going to be much better off financially in 2019 if you follow just a couple of her tips. Laura, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yeah audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Mark, thanks again. This has been so much fun. Pleasure's been all mine. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp., Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!